podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from a pineapple under the sea, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. Ah, yeah, Captain. (laughs) How you doing today, Nick? I am fantastic. How about you, brother? Oh, always good, always good. We are talking today about some 90s cartoons. If you're on Twitter with us earlier, you saw... Kind of, you got a preview of that, of what we're going to be talking about, but we're just covering the gamut of what was going on in the 90s for cartoons, which was my favorite time to watch cartoons. My favorite time as well. I think a lot of people remember this time period very fondly, especially when it comes to cartoons. Uh, I mean, that's basically what I watched all of the 90s, so there's that. Well, you'd throw Power Rangers in there, but yeah, pretty much all cartoons. Yeah, Power, VR Troopers, Power Rangers, VR Troopers was dope. Beetleborgs. I love Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs, Beetleborgs is not good. No. It's, it's on like, Netflix. Go check it out. It's, is it really? It does not hold up. Yeah. What? Oh, shit. It holds, up, it holds up much worse than Power Rangers. And Power Rangers doesn't hold up that great. No. No, it does not. Except <laughs> for the, the Power Rangers movie. I could still watch that. Yeah. With Ivan Ooze. Always great. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about 90s cartoons. Uh, just everything, right? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we do have a few simple rules. Um, had to debut in the 90s. It mm-hmm. can be a cartoon. So no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. And no Simpsons. No Simpsons. But it can, be from, it can be a cartoon from any genre, and it can be marketed to kids or adults. So just those minimal rules. But other than that, anything goes. And again, we're going to miss a lot of things. There were oh, yeah. a ton of fucking cartoons in the 90s. So we're not going to touch on all of them, but we're going to do our best to touch on our favorites and just some that impacted the world in a better way. So should we start off just kind of rapid fire, top tens? Yeah, let's do it. Back and okay. forth. Yeah. Number 10, what do you got? Number 10, I have SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, um, did not make my top 10, but that's fine. Yeah, it, it made my top 10 because I had to mix it up a little bit. Otherwise, it'd be like straight superheroes. Um, yeah, I tried not to go too deep into superheroes also because yeah. that's bad news. But uh, My number 10 was Recess. Fuck, dude, I forgot all about Recess. I used to yeah, love there were a lot. Shit. There were a lot while I was like researching. I have like six honorable mentions just because when I was researching – um, I was like, well, that's good too, but it can't make my top 10. Well, that was good too. So my honorable mentions were Animaniacs, Bobby's World, The Tick, Love Sonic the, tick. the Hedgehog, Goof Troop, which I wanted to squeeze in my top 10 somehow and I just couldn't do it. So it got an honorable mention. And then these two aren't cartoons, but I still thought they should be mentioned. Uh, Wishbone. Did you ever watch that with the little dog who uh, lived through stories? Uh, it sounds it really on PBS. familiar. It sounds super familiar. Great show. And Ghost Rider, another PBS one, uh, where kids would, like, solve mysteries with their ghost friend who would help them spell words. <laughs> real weird, but real good. Uh, so, yeah. The those 90s are my was mentions. a trippy time, guys. Yeah, 90s trippy was time. a weird If you time. lived through it, you already know. We had, like, purple ketchup, <laughs> crazy other oh, shit. That purple ketchup was so gross, too. So gross, man. I don't that know crazy. how they made it taste bad by making it purple, but they did. Shit. I don't know. Squeeze a bunch of bugs in it, probably. I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get back to the top tens. What do you got for number nine? I got the Angry Beavers. Ooh, nice. I fucking love that show. That show was so funny when I was younger. It still is pretty funny. I haven't watched that in a really, really long time, uh, but it, it's it's up there with one of the ones that I would catch whenever I could. Uh, my number nine is Rocco's Modern Life. Loved Rocco's Modern Life. Very uh, risque Rocco's Modern Life, and not one that holds up great. I've tried to watch it because it played... 
uh, Nickelodeon probably, well, this was almost 10 years ago now because it was when I lived in Milwaukee. They had a, a like a 2 a.m. block of like 90s cartoons, basically, and it would be like Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, Hey Arnold. So I started DVRing them. And like I watched some of those Rock- Rocco's Modern Life, and I'm like, this is like really weird and not very good. But when I was 10, it was fantastic. It was great, man. But I feel like you have to be an adult to really catch everything. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of um, subversions that they throw in there. Number Most eight. Definitely. Doug. Oh, I got Doug way higher than that. I have Doug Rocco's Modern to be Life higher. a little higher. Oh, uh, my number eight was Hey Arnold, football head himself. Loved Hey Arnold. Dude. Great Loved show. that show. Great, uh, great cast of characters in Hey Arnold, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number... My next is Pinky and the Brain. Ooh. Yes. Nice. nice. Let's do it. Uh, number seven for me was Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I was never really hot on Darkwing oh, Duck. Oh man, Darkwing Duck is great. Never really too He's hot a on a crime fighting duck. Yeah. Alright. Number six, what do you got? Beast Wars. That is my number six too. No shit, man. How <laughs> what are the odds? Beast Wars was so dope. I love, I love that show. I had like every Beast Wars Transformer. I have a lot of them, and I still have several. I don't yeah. have them anymore. My favorite was like the Manta Ray. Uh, mm, or... I never had the Manta Ray. God, what was his name? I think it was just Manta. But yeah, he was probably. like a, a really big Transformer, and I had him twice, actually. But nice. both times, some fucking My favorite was Rat stole. Trap, and I had the hardest time tracking down a Rat Trap. Second second favorite. You really yeah. had a hard... I had... I remember having a Rat Trap it took me. It took me years to find a Rat Trap, and then I finally did, and it was like right as I was... I was like 12, 13 years old, so I was like on the cusp of like I shouldn't be buying action figures, but like I finally found a rat trap. I had to get it. Oh, definitely. Uh, number five, Batman Beyond. He came Batman in. Batman Beyond did not make my list. He came in late. I should have late nineties, ninety nine. Yeah. But Batman Will, Beyond. Will Friedel and Kevin Conroy on there still. Shit, that show was crazy. I would love to see a live action Batman Beyond. I think it's going to come sometime. That'd be awesome. I, th- I think we've, especially with two Batman movies coming out in the next year or so, like we're going to have enough of Bruce Wayne here soon. Yeah. And I've heard, uh, I, I guess this isn't like a Hollywood rumor or anything, but like there's a lot of Reddit talk of like, let's get Michael Keaton to be Bruce Wayne in a Batman Beyond series. Like that would be just awesome. That would be so tight. Ty- who'd be Terry McGinnis though? Doesn't matter. Um, John Krasinski. He's too big. No. Fuck no, that'd be horrible. I'd rather no, he's see ripped. Ryan. I'd, I'd rather see Ryan be. Uh... Ryan looks more the part. That's definitely true. But I, I don't. VJ Novak, like, I think he did such a good job as Ryan the Temp that, like, I just think he's like this skeevy douchebag, and I'm like, I don't want to see him in anything ever. Well, Terry McGinnis is kind of a skeevy douchebag. No, that's true. He takes advantage of an old man. Who needs a cane to get around? Poor guy. Eh. Gets a cool bat suit out of it, though, so it's worth it. The coolest bat suit. No. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Take that uh, back. Really? What do you think the coolest bat suit is if it's not Batman Beyond? My favorite, way off track here. My favorite personal bat suit is uh, the Batman Noel bat suit. As depicted no, okay. by Lee Bermejo. Yeah, I Check like Batman out. Beyond better, I think. I think it's more of a sweeter suit. Like, I'd rather have a Batman Beyond suit, but speaking of best suits, I think it's the Noel version. I mean, we'll probably have to do a whole episode on, on Bat suits someday. Dude, there we go. Bat suits and Batmobiles. 
You just uh, my... Yeah, write it down. My number five was Cat Dog. Uh, see, Cat Dog Cat didn't make Dog. my list, but it was my honorable mention. Cat, Cat Dog, Dog was a show, like, I don't ever think I would have admitted that it was one of my favorites, but I always watched it. Oh, I watched it every time it was on TV. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. And I would say my five through ten are not really ranked by how much I like them. They're just like the ones I thought of in the order that I thought of them. But my top four are pretty solid of like, these are the ones that are in in the right order here. Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of these top four. Yeah. What do you got for number four? Rocco's Modern Life. I watched that okay. all I'll the time. That. Uh, it was on TV. It was very odd. Um, but it was one of those shows that I remember well, just kind of... about a wallaby. It was colorful. Um, so yeah. It drew my attention very easily. A lot of, lot of fun animals moving around. I always liked Heifer and uh, whatever the turtle's name was. I like that little, that nerdy turtle guy. I don't know. Heifer was my favorite character. My older sister, my oldest sister's name is Heather. And when I was a kid, I'd call her Heifer. So That's probably not nice. No, I didn't understand what it meant, but that's how I said her name. So that I always correlated the two, <laughs> even though that's terrible. Um, so I really enjoyed Heifer. Great character. Uh, my number four is Dexter's Lab. Another one that's an honorable mention for me. Oh, man. Dexter's Lab was so good. Such a good show. But it was on the same block as Powerpuff Girls. Mm. Oh, damn. I just remembered another honorable mention. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, Ed and Nettie. Oh, Ed and Nettie. Ed and Nettie was like, that was never one that I went out of my way to watch. That was my shit, man. I loved Ed and Nettie. It was a little too strange for me. They were all strange. Hey Arnold. Um, oh, nice. God, Good I pick, love that pick. show. I watched that forever, man. And I thought the episode where they have, like, they're getting hunted down by the gray that's older than, than them or whatever. And they have, like, that underground base that they had to go through a car to, to get to. You know which one I'm talking about? I don't remember about? that at all. No. Check it out. Um, I always go thought back that was the like, archives the coolest shit ever man i always wanted an underground base for that reason i just always thought it was weird that uh helga pataki had the the shrine to arnold yeah very of, strange of uh, gum. childhood behavior yeah it was fucked up man my number three was doug doug i skater yeah skater we'll, we'll talk more about doug in a little bit uh what do you got for number two spider-man the animated series Oh, well, you're wrong, because Spider-Man the Animated Series is number one. Batman the Animated Series is number two. <laughs> you, sir, have committed blasphemy. Leave us comments on Twitter at APA something and let us know what is number two and what is number one. Because my number one is Batman the Animated Series. I, I figured so. Uh, so here's the thing about Spider-Man versus Batman. I've watched both of them somewhat recently. The animation in Batman is better uh, from beginning to end. Uh, Spider-Man tries to like throw in some weird computer-generated things every once in a while that don't quite hit like they should. Spider-Man did a better job of telling uh, like a consistent story and having arcs throughout the seasons. Batman, for the most part, it was like villain of the week, and then you go to the next thing and go to the next thing. Sometimes there would be an overarching thing. Sometimes Robin would be in there randomly. Sometimes he'd be completely gone. Sometimes Batgirl would be there, and then she'd just not be mentioned for several episodes. So it's... The, the continuity of Batman was not as good as Spider-Man, but the animation and the voice story, acting. Well, the voice acting that's definitely what top notch. Of, yeah, for Spider-Man, I think the writing was way better. Um, like you mentioned, they they had arcs, they had 
great character development, as weird mm-hmm. as that sounds. Like oh they, no, they built these characters. They they did a really well with Spider Man's Rogue Gallery, mm-hmm. which is, in my opinion, the best in all of comics. Whereas you know, in Batman the Animated Series, they had okay uh, Rogue Gallery, but great voice actors. They didn't have in in Batman. They didn't have the build up to the the villains ever. It was just like, oh, the Joker's doing something this week, and then next week, oh, Scarecrow's doing something. It, it wasn't like with Spider Man. It would be like there'd be a hint of Green Goblin in one episode, and then like four episodes later, it would hit home, and he'd have to he'd be fighting Green Goblin after he went through all this stuff with Harry and Norman Osborn. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man the animated series was great. I love that shit. Um, it. I probably watched more of Spider-Man than I did Batman. But yeah, Batman, they even went in weird directions. They they did some clone stuff. They did some alternate reality stuff with Madame Web. Like they well, they, they did, took it in some directions that the nobody was happy with in the comics, but it, they pulled it off in the show. Love the clone saga in the comics because that gave us Kane and Ben Parker, uh, otherwise known as Scarlet Spider. Both of them have been iterations. Sp- Scarlet Spider, yes, uh, outfit. Oh costume. yeah, I got the. That's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, the old school um, Scarlet Spider. The new school one is very awesome. Kane takes up the mantle in the comics. Mm-hmm. Super good. But the the Madam Web is not something I remember from the comics all that. I don't well. know if she was. I, I, th- I, I thought she know. was a series exclusive deal. Um, but that that's kind of when it lost me. Whereas I could just go back to Batman and be like, "Cool, the Joker's back this week." Yeah. Oh, the Joker's making people smile and laugh, it, but not in a good way. And Mar- yeah, you have Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy just nailed throwing it. heaters every time they're when on I, the screen. When I hear Batman, I hear Kevin Conroy, and when I hear Joker, I hear Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. If yeah. he, man, if he was like twenty years younger, which is saying a lot, but if if he was twenty years old, younger, probably around the same age as Joaquin Phoenix, and he starred in a Joker movie, I would mm-hmm. be lined up opening night right there to see that as soon well, as you can out. see a little bit do you watch the flash cw show i've seen it when he the trickster yeah the trickster because he, he gets a little jokery in that yeah he does get a little jokery but i just i think he's got the voice down the laugh is perfect man it's just perfect and the way they portray him he's more melancholy in the in the tv show than he is in the he's not so sinister but he's still mm-hmm. really sinister like i remember sitting back Ooh, the Joker's a bad guy. Not yeah. the Joker's the slimiest piece of shit on the planet. Right. And, well, so going along with that, Mark Hamill, in the, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, uh, they have that laugh at the end. That's Palpatine's laugh. My mm-hmm. first instinct was it was Hamill's. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, why is the Joker in the Star Wars Crossover. <laughs> well, I didn't think it was a crossover. I thought, like, there was something sinister behind Luke Skywalker, like, coming back in some way. And that's what the Rise of skywalker alluded to and then i'm on reddit for like 30 minutes after the trailer dropped and it's like oh that's palpatine i'm like then once you listen to it again it's like yeah it is yeah people are crazy with reddit and they they figure all kinds of cool shit out on yeah yes they do so those are our top tens uh let us know on twitter if you agree or disagree um we got some some really good feedback on uh everyone's favorite cartoons from the 90s uh batman the animated series won by a landslide of 55 percent of course, Spider-Man, the animated series, wasn't listed. I didn't want to list, you know, 15 superhero shows because that's not fair. Uh, so we listed Batman, Doug, and Animaniacs. So Batman got 55%, Animaniacs 25%, Doug 15 and other 5%. And most of the comments are just how great 
Batman. Uh, Batman the animated series is. <laughs> yeah, we got we got at Colby told me telling us Batman the animated series is great. We got Merc with a movie blog telling us that Batman the animated series is great, and Rob at Heat Override. Uh, Batman was the best, but X-Men was cool, and then nothing beats 80s cartoons, Transformers, uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We don't give a shit about your 80s cartoons. No G.I. Joes or Transformers up in this beast. Up in this beast, unless it's Beast Wars. Beast Wars, Transformers. That's that's the only thing that's acceptable. Oh, and Anxenity with a uh, last-minute nomination for X-Men, which... Again, X-Men is another one that did a great job um, episode-to-episode storytelling, telling kind of longer story arcs and stringing things together. Definitely. I just I didn't want to ha- be overwhelmed with superhero. Because it'd be yeah. like nothing but superhero and like heavy action shit. Because, I mean, I was a little kid. So right. I watched a lot of stuff that blew up and exploded lasers and, you know, big swords. And in the 90s, like, they just had Everything a million pouches. Yeah big guns and just i don't know yeah i mean crazy shit. It, it was every afternoon after school every saturday morning couldn't wait to get it was fox kids and um abc kids had a lineup for a little while too and then the wb kind of in the late 90s six came and back seven. with I, for I, me six and seven, it's uh <laughs> wb and fox yeah but that that's where it was because fox fox would have a run of like power rangers spider-man batman superman it's like, okay, this is all I need in my afternoon. And then in the late 90s, you'd, you'd get on WB and you'd have Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, um, Darkwing Duck. You'd have Chippendale Rescue Ranger, Tailspin, um, Pinky and the Brain would be on there. So Pinky just the brain. everything after school, there were just these great blocks of cartoons that I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I didn't watch that much TV as a kid, but also at the same time, I've seen all of these shows and know all their theme songs by heart so yeah i i i guess maybe i did i'm the polar opposite i watched a ton of tv as a kid my my dad worked all the time so it's basically yeah i get home from preschool and school or whatever and plop me in front of the tv and he'd you know he'd go to work or he'd go back to his office and go to work so i just sit there and watch pretty much the entire run from three o'clock till nine o'clock at night so that's that's a lot of tv yeah that's that's quite a bit but so i would i would get home i would watch you know whatever was on spider-man batman power rangers and i'd watch it and then i'd go play with the action figures for a while because that was all in a separate room um so that's how i'd get my break is basically i'd just go do the same thing that was happening on the show i would just go play with my action figures see i had a friend my best friend that lived two doors down had all the action figures where, mm-hmm. but but no cable so i had the cable he could we, we had go. like that symbiotic relationship you know so we never we would always go in and out of cable like we'd get it randomly for like three months and i just like smash on nicktoons and cartoon network as much as i could that's where i'd get all my doug you know dexter's lab cat dog all that like it would just come in these spurts and i'd have to get as much as i could while i could and then we cut cable out and i'd be like okay back to whatever's on fox kids and so that was, it was always a treat when we had cable for those three months at a time. Fuck yeah, man. That's when you binge hard. That's where those binging habits came in. Exactly. Because I remember it was we, fleeting. We were preparing for it a long time ago. Shit. Uh, so then Saturday mornings, Fox Kids had the best lineup always. You, oh, that's yeah. That's where you got your Spider-Man, your X-Men, um, Batman was on there. Did you ever watch Digimon? Oh, bro. I love I Digi- watched Digimon I love the first the season time. of Digimon. Oh yeah, the first season of Digimon is great. I liked it better than Pokemon. 
I didn't. I didn't really like Pokemon. Pokemon was fine. Like if Pokemon it came on and I was me. still in front of the TV, I'd I'd watch it. But like I would never go out of my way to watch it. But Digimon, like I I love Digimon. I love the action figures for Digimon, like the Transformers Digimon deals. Yeah, because um, they would evolve and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I love those and I love the show. But I, mean, I just they remember had a... they had they were trying to fight like these black spires in the yeah. first season well they they were dealing with like them. mind control and the digital yeah. world was super fascinating whereas pokemon it was just like okay it's nothing but pikachu and ash it was and it was monster of the week shit. it was yeah it was the same thing as like power rangers were okay here's a new monster we have to fight this week okay we beat him next week we'll fight a different monster but, I can but still like do digimon was like this heart. long running story from episode that like it just yeah, ran they, the whole season there was a big bad at the end pretty much yeah, they had a bunch of crazy shit. I mean, they had an end goal. Mm-hmm. And then um, ABC had a solid lineup, too, for a while there. They had Recess, uh, Pepper Ann. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I don't I was on so. a block with Recess. Um, and then Doug was on Saturday morning blocks sometimes, too. Loved it. Loved Doug. Yeah. Skeeter was my dude. Patty. Patty Mayonnaise. Yep. Patty Mayonnaise. I mean, let, all right, let's just jump into that. What? Which which show had the the best set of characters? Because for me, this is a question you asked, and my answer is Doug. See, I did not have Doug. I had Hey Arnold. I and I think both answers are right. Like Hey Arnold would have been my follow up because Doug, you've got Skeeter Valentine, you got Patty Mayonnaise, BB Bluff is in there, Roger Klotz, you know the bully that he's still friends sometimes. Mister mm-hmm. Dink, the neighbor, uh, his beatnik sister, whatever her name is, Judy, I want to say. Um, he's got great parents, and then of course he got the loyal dog friend in Porkchop. And I just feel like everyone aspired to have a group of friends like Doug Funny had. And at the same time, that if you didn't have that group of friends, you still felt like you knew every person on that show. Like you knew somebody who was like Roger Klotz. You knew a BB Bluff. You knew a Patty Mayonnaise. Oh, definitely. It was like and, the kids' version of that '70s show. Yeah, it was. It it to me, it was the most quintessential '90s friend group. Also, very progressive. Nobody saw color or race. Skeeter's blue. BB's pink. Patty's like a weird orange color. Roger's green. Mr. Dink is purple. It's a very post-racial society in uh, Bluffton. Yeah, seriously. And they obviously have a straight-up addiction to skin coloring. So, watch out. What? Well, I mean, who the fuck is purple? I'm just saying. That's true. Hey, Arnold, same way. You think there's some performance-enhancing drugs there? No, but I or do some think color enhancing drugs. Some color enhancing drugs. These sick bastards, man. They must be Something stopped. To think about. I just I thought the the Hey Arnold characters, the way they all kind of fit perfectly with Arnold, mm-hmm. and they each I I love the way they interacted episode by episode and through you know that was kind of a monster of the week style deal too. It was always something different. I well, yeah, really... most cartoons were. Oh yeah, and I think they did a really good job of keeping it fresh with their cast of characters. Like they had a bunch of great ones. Yeah. This, this was more about um, Arnold kind of being the center of his, like everybody had, like you said, they all fit around him in some way rather than they fit together as this cohesive group. They all fit with him when he needed them. Oh, definitely. And every time I think of it though, I remember fondly stoop kid won't leave his stoop kid. Yep. Shout out Stoop Stoop Kid. Kid. He's still there, man. Poor guy. What was, to you, what was the most influential show of this time period? The 90s is considered the golden age. What show do you think sums that up best, and why? 
this might be a tired answer, but I'm going to go with Batman the Animated Series. Okay. Uh, I just lumped it all in all of the superhero shows together. They were all way ahead of their time. Yes. Um, I, You know what? I'm going to go with that. That's a great way to say it. <laughs> um, the depictions of the characters themselves, the voice acting, the writing. It mm-hmm. was the animation itself. Like I, I prefer that animation over the crap that comes out today. Um, it reminds it's me just of like, like it, it looks like thrown together, and it's like oh, it's bright and colorful. Kids will like it. Oh it yeah, matter. it reminds me of hand drawn comics, like the golden mm-hmm. age of comics. When I, I love that stuff before the digitally recreated crap, um, and that's what you got from those shows. And it was your favorite superheroes doing crazy shit. Um, with a bunch of crazy, you know, in the nineties, armor was like a great thing to have. Everybody had like a special tech suit, mm-hmm. extra yep. gear to put on. So, you know, that was really fun to see. And they all had, you know, Batman had 60 different suits and Spider-Man had 50 different suits. Well, so yeah, that was one of my comments on this of, uh, that the toys that came along with it, you would go into the a toys, toys R Us or even like Walmart or Kmart in the toy aisle and there would just be a wall of action figures, and it would be fifty different Spider-Mans that were all looked like the one from the animated series, and they all had they all had a different costume or different mm. weapons or different armor. Same thing. Then there'd be fifty different Batmans. There'd be fifty different Ninja Turtles. There'd be fifty different Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers they really stuck to their main their main crew because they were changing every year anyways, so they got updates then. But uh, Superman would have different armors and different weapons. Uh, you know, at anything that had a cartoon would have fifty different toys all at the same time. Now you go, if you go in the action figure aisle in uh, Target now, it's like, okay, here's three from Far from, here's three Spider-Mans from Far Far from Home. That's all you get, and here's one from Into the Spider-Verse. That's all. Yeah, I just I feel like action figures back in the day spawned from these cartoons. Worth of shit, absolutely. Man. Like Megazords. What? They just don't have cool stuff. They have like, a Megazord. I used to have, uh, I remember the, uh, God, uh, Power Rangers, uh, something Galaxy. Uh, mm. God, I remember, I used to have. They were in space. Lost in born. space. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. I remember the theme song for that too, but I had like the original Megazord, the Tiger Zord, Dragon Zord. Yeah, I've got the original Megazord and the Dragon Zord now. When I was a kid, when the movie came out, I got the the Ninja Megazord from the movie, and then I had the the Red Dragon Zord from the second season, and where it was just like a dragon that also turned into a guy on its own. But like I always wanted the original Megazord, and now I have it, and it's one of my coolest things in my room. But yeah, that that there were just so many toys that tied in with these shows, and they just don't do that anymore. No, they really don't, because I feel like... Or maybe we're just not watching the cartoons that the toys do go along with. Yeah, they have some booty-ass cartoons these days, man. Fuck them. Some of them are okay. You'll get into them in a a year or so. Don't worry. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm not looking forward to it. But, yeah, just like you said, most influential is the superhero shows. You said great animation. The other thing I want to mention is the storytelling. Just complex storytelling... It it helped kids get ready to accept that in movies. And I think we're kind of seeing a rise of quote-unquote film critics right now. If you look on Twitter, everyone's a critic because we were kind of primed as kids to expect a certain level of storytelling. Oh, yeah. That, that previous generations didn't get. If you watch the Flintstones, like there's no long-running story arcs. If you watch Scooby-Doo, it's a monster of the week and it's over with. But you watch these superhero shows and it's, you know, if – 
if you were one type of kid, you could just watch it for the cartoonness. You don't want to get too deep. It's colorful. Somebody's beating up somebody else. That's fine. But then older kids or just kids who wanted to be more thoughtful about it, you could get swept up in these long arcs and the character building that they provided and really get lost in the storytelling of it. And oh, that's definitely. that's not something that happened with like G.I. Joe and Transformers and uh, Masters of the Universe, things like that. No, that, that was just like your standard, uh, you know, B-movie and bicep deal. Yeah, even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I, I love, but I'll watch that, like... So I have, um, on my hard drive, I've got most of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've got the full run of Batman and the full run of Spider-Man the Animated Series. And I'll go to Batman or Spider-Man before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because you can get kind of deep into the story. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, there's barely a story in most episodes. They're just, like, yeah. walking around, saying, dude, surf's up, eating pizza, and I love it. But Tubular. it's not complex in any way. No, when, when I feel like when and the animation's not as good either. No, definitely not. Well, I feel like most of the shows just set out to make a TV show to make money, whereas yes. like Batman and Spider Man set out to make something that'll last. They wanted to tell stories. Yeah, they wanted to tell a good story, and they succeeded really well. It wasn't just a cash grab. Like was... Spider Man got married in the Spider Man animated series. Yeah, I like, mean, Peter Parker the... got married to. Mary Jane, like that, that was awesome. Yeah, I remember her saying tiger, and it was like, ooh, that makes me feel a certain way. Yeah, but she turned out to be a clone and made out of water. It's a whole thing. Poor guy. <laughs> he never catches the word. At least he didn't kill her with his own radioactive sperm like he does in the comics. So, you know, he's got that going for him. I do have that comic, and it's. I haven't made it that far yet, but yeah, it's, that's fucking. It's crazy. hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. Just because it's just out there. All right, let's let's shift into one pick one character from 90s cartoons that you would say is the most influential slash popular on for future generations or for our generation. Like who is most influential? I'm going to go with SpongeBob SquarePants. Wow. I feel like I give you popularity. I don't know about influential. I think he was everywhere man that's all that's people true. were watching for he barely counts though debuted in 99 come on Bare, now. barely counts but still i think he's probably had more hours watched more sales more merchandise sales than our top 10 probably combined my wife doesn't like uh spongebob she gets mad because my uh her mom lets my kids watch it every once in a while and she gets like upset about it. i'm like yeah whatever spongebob it's not gonna hurt anyone she thinks it's dumb it is dumb it's very but, dumb. That's, but it's half the fun it's kind of funny too i used I, to watch it I, like i would watch it in college sometimes when you got a few beers in you it's it's kind of funny to have on in the background oh i love that episode where spongebob eats all the bad food and his breast stinks <laughs> yeah that shit cracks me up i would always somehow i'd always catch the one where he gets on the bus and goes to like the super deep part, super yeah, deep and yeah. dark part. I've seen that one like fifteen times. Yep, yeah. that's the one. Yep. My yeah. most influential character. I went more influential, and I went off the wall on this one. Show we haven't mentioned yet. Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. The Magic School Bus. Yeah. She taught us all so many lessons. So like, many. I remember there was an episode where they went into the little redheaded kid who was always getting sick or said his tummy hurt. He never wanted to go on the adventures. They went inside him 
and like commandeered a white blood cell to like destroy germs because he was actually sick this time. So they, they taught me how white blood cells fight germs. And then they had a whole different episode that covered how cucumbers turned into pickles. Like it just went everywhere. I vividly remember the one where this dude turns very orange from eating a ton of carrots. Yep. That was a redhead kid. Yeah. That's about all I remember. I just think if you said the name Miss Frizzle to anyone born between 1986 and 1996, they would immediately start singing the song just like you did. And they would have a memory of an episode of the Magic School Bus where they learned something. Most definitely. I'm inclined to agree there. Okay. There we go. Magic School Bus. Let us know your most influential characters. Please. Yeah, who are your most influential? uh, Yeah, we'll put a poll on that too. Most influential characters. We'll get a lot of Batman. I, I guess. Uh, we'll get a lot of Bart Simpson somehow, even though he wasn't in the night. I mean, he was in the nineties, yeah. but he didn't debut in the nineties. Speaking of influential, mm-hmm. what what cartoons do you think are influencing and you know still kind of relatable today? I, I'm gonna stick with the superhero shows. Uh, I have another thought that's a smaller one, but like, I just think that like all these massive movie studios that are trying to pull off extended universes could learn a lot from the superhero shows of the 90s of how they did it what kind of stories they told what was interesting and it just seems like a lot of these these studios are trying to make extended universes work are throwing shit up against the wall and it doesn't stick no it's not it, it falls flat but all of these movies like there were crossovers between batman and uh superman they had a justice league show that ran sometime after that they had uh, crossovers between the X-Men and Spider-Man because of these shows. Daredevil showed up. The Punisher showed up. Like, they would bring in these other characters, uh, kind of like comics do, but they did it in a way that made sense and that that flowed. And, like, if you look at the DCEU or, like, the the, the, the false-started uh, Universal Monsters extended universe that never happened that tried to start with the mummy with Tom Cruise... Like, they just started throwing shit and being like, let's throw as many things as we can. Maybe somebody might like something. It's like, no, you get them to like one thing, and then you pile on other things after yeah. that. Well, the way they and that's did, what the MCU did well. It wasn't a big event when new characters came along. It's like Spider-Man swinging downtown, and then he meets oh, up shit, with Daredevil. Daredevil's here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man got a uh, – Peter Parker got arrested, and he's a lawyer. Guess who his lawyer is? It's Matt Murdock. Exactly. It was just easy stuff like that, and then you're like, okay, cool, and they go on the whole quest mm-hmm. with those guys. And the MCU did a good job of that with, like, starting with Iron Man, they gave us something we liked, and then they're like, look, we can build on this. They didn't They didn't say, let's throw as much shit in there and see which one people like. They said, let's just do this, we'll make sure they like it, and then once they like it, we'll put more into it. Right. And that's kind of what these superhero shows did. They did such a good job of that. Yeah. What what do you think? Uh, what cartoons that debuted in the '90s are still influencing what's going on today? I'm gonna go with uh, superhero once again. I'm going with <laughs> X Men. Uh, so this has just turned into a podcast about superhero cartoons of the '90s. Yep. Sorry about you, but I they did a lot of uh, <clears throat> dealing with being like different and how to deal mm-hmm. with others who are you know, different than me. So I mean, I learned a lot from that when it came to you know dealing with people who I found to be weird. If I'm just being yeah. honest as a kid, it's like, whoa, that guy's weird. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a common thought for kids. Like, yeah, as an adult, you shouldn't that shouldn't be your first thought. Like, you should try to kind of have empathy and see, okay, why is why are they different from me? What are, what's going on in their life? But like as a kid, your first thought is like that person looks funny. 
Yeah, and I mean that's what that and you're not wrong for me. Yeah, it was just like eh, people are different than me. Okay, but so, I also really loved the fact that they fought crime. Bad yeah, that helped. Um, I my other thought on this was uh, cat dog for the exact same reason of like cat dog was a cat and a dog together, but nobody cared. Everybody was still friends with them. I, you know that it can teach it should make a comeback come back it'll teach us a little bit about acceptance that kind of this the world is missing right now um the, so that going along with your x-men thing of looking at just you know you'd have that gut reaction to think something different is obviously weird at cat dog same way these yeah. these other animals that looked at the cat dog and said well that's weird but then once they got to know the cat dog he's a cool dude yeah they all everybody brings something to the table yep even even if you can't poop because or you no have to there. poop out of your mouth. I guess. I, I never understood that. The cat I, dog was a strange guy. Yeah. I remember an episode where they like go inside him and it's just like a straight shot down both. Yep. There's nothing in there. And it was just weird. Yeah, There's they like do like an extra yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, man. And then they, they made a movie because they'd always make movies out of these cartoons too, like TV yeah. movies. They made a movie where they discovered their parents and it was like a Yeti and a frog or something. Very strange. Uh, parental unit i'll have to check that out man i don't, I don't think yeah. i ever saw that yet it's, it's weird yeah they mention it in the the intro song they they mention it but they're talking so fast that you might not pick it up but like try and listen to it really slow or turn on uh captions when you do it and you'll you'll catch it i'll have to do that actually solve the mysteries yeah so as we're talking about cat dog there were a lot of weirdness going on in the 90s of cartoons What's the weirdest cartoon you are the craziest weirdest cartoon you remember? Oh man, pretty much like any of those that are, you know, Rocco's Minor in Life was a super weird one. Yeah, very weird. Um god, I'm having a mental block right now. Pinky and the Brain was super weird too. They were all fucking weird, man. They all There're a lot of weirdness like, going on. Super duper weird shit happening. You can't think of one that's just like out of your mind, weirder than the rest. I'm sure if you said it, I would be like, "Oh yeah, totally, dude." But oh, I don't know. I I mean, it's you. You you have different weirdness thoughts than I do. The one I picked is called Bonkers. I don't remember that. As far as I know, no one else knows about this. Like, I I think I'm the only person that I ever watched. Me and my brother. Uh, so from I tried to I wrote a synopsis of what I think it is, and then I looked up in Wikipedia what it actually was. So from my memory, it was like this large cat who is a cop, but he's super clumsy and he can't really do anything right. He has a human partner, and I'm pretty sure he's the only like anthropomorphized animal on the show, like everybody else's people, and then he's this cat that can walk and talk. And he's he's basically just goofy. Like from Mickey Mouse, he's goofy, but in a more impactful way because he's a cop. So, like, all of his antics affect what's going on because he's a cop, not just, like, a dog who lives in a house for some reason. Um, and the only thing I really remember learning from this show is that when you're on a walkie-talkie, you say 10-4. Yeah. You say 10-4, good buddy. You gotta have That's that etiquette. Yeah. Uh, but so the Wikipedia description is Bonkers D. Bobcat, that's his name, is an anthropomorphic bobcat who was a popular cartoon star. He had washed out of show business and became a cop, which, <laughs> why wouldn't you? That's obviously your next step. Uh, so yeah. then he was made the junior partner of Detective Lucky Piquel, a grim and ill-tempered human who hates tunes. So we got a little bit of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in there for good measure. 
Throughout the series, the pair work together to solve crimes in Hollywood, Los Angeles, California. In the Hollywood, Los Angeles, California region, Bonkers repeatedly tried to win Pickel's appraisal to win Pickel's praise, but usually just ended up ruining missions with his antics, but often those goofy antics would prove to save the day. Hmm. I was pretty right on with my with my thought of it. But like I don't I don't know what channel it was on. I don't know when it was on. I, I think it was like nineteen ninety three or something. But I distinctly remember that just them the car that they drove in was anthropomorphized too. It could talk and, and think also. Very strange, very strange show. If anyone's seen Bonkers, please hit me on Twitter. Because I think I'm the only person that remembers it. Uh, as far as I know. But I did, while you were talking about that, remember the weirdest show I have ever Ooh. seen. What do you got? Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a Dude, good weird one. That show was fucked. That show scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, too. There was so much weird Yeah, that was stuff, very like scary. The you know, weird, maniacal cackling that they do. And just Courage was obviously scared of everything. And... I don't know. They had all kinds of weird shit on there. Um, I heard a good theory one time about that uh, courage that all the monsters were just like regular visitors to the old people. Mm -hmm. But because courage was a dog and he didn't know them, he saw them as monsters. And so he didn't know them. He didn't understand them. So he thought they were monsters. And then like they would leave, like they would just visit. They'd hang out with the grandparents for a while and then they'd leave. So that's where he got the monster because he didn't know them. They were these monsters and these things to be scared of. I, I was just always fascinated and curious why he had a hole in his tooth. Yeah, I don't never, know. We never learned. Never learned. I had a couple of honorable mentions on here. Hit me. Uh, the NASCAR Racers. This I don't think it technically counts as 90s. It may have debuted late 99. Uh, but this was a show that tried to get kids interested in NASCAR in the late 90s, early 2000s. And it was like, it was basically Speed Racer. So all the cars, they had this group of team of cars that would race on these crazy ass, like Hot Wheels style tracks. And they all had different power ups and power. So it was like Mario Kart mixed with Speed Racer mixed with Hot Wheels. It was pretty crazy. Sounds pretty crazy. And then there was a Mighty Ducks cartoon. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. On on Disney Channel or maybe ABC Kids uh, where they they, they were... Literal ducks who played hockey but also fought crime. The mighty, Very strange. Mighty Morphin Power Ducks. I, the, that's the best way to explain them, I guess. No, that's what I'm going with. That's so 90s, I don't know what else <laughs> could be more 90s than that. There's really nothing more. I mean, but having actual ducks playing hockey and fighting crime named after a disney movie where duck where a peewee hockey team wins a peewee championship like that you can't get more 90s than that no you cannot the 90s was a strange time it was a great time though yeah it was a great time i missed that what a long strange trip it's been from the 90s (laughs) no kidding (laughs) so you've got a daughter now i've got two daughters i do what show or shows are you looking forward to most watching with your daughter when I'm I'm sure you're watching things now, but she's not paying attention. What are you looking forward to introducing her to? All right. I have two. Okay. First, because I want to be a good dad, it'll be blues clues. Cause she'll There's learn never a blues clues fan. I remember learning how to count. Yeah. That, that was good. So I mean, we did a lot of Sesame street. Sesame Street's still out there on HBO. It's really good. I've never watched Sesame Street. 
or not that I remember. Um, mm-hmm. Blue's Clues is my shit. But when I, I can't wait to be like, yeah, check out the show. It's called Courage the Cowardly Dog. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. No, man. She's going to scar her for life. Shitless because that show. And I'm just going to sit there and be like, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I've, I've tried several things with my kids. They're, haven't they haven't picked up on anything yet really of of my liking um we have a running joke in my family where anytime it's like i try and say it's my turn to pick the show or movie i try and pick power rangers and they're just like no we're we're not fucking doing that oh come on power rangers yeah, is they, business i i feel like if i could get them to watch it just once they'd they'd be kind of into it but they they just won't let me turn it on ever Rugrats. um boom to try that see i was never a rugrats fan i've tried doug that didn't take um i i got one of them to watch Spider-Man animated series, a couple episodes with me. I got some Bugs Bunny in there. Um, I've tried with Darkwing Duck because I've tried with Darkwing Duck, Goof Troop, and Chippendale Rescue Rangers because those have like kind of the Disney, they're very into Disney, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, going to Disney World, all this stuff. So I was like, well, they'll know these people from Disney, so maybe they'll want to watch that. Uh, Goof Troop, a little bit, none of the other ones. They couldn't care less about the other ones, but they'll, they'll watch Goof Troop sometimes. Dang. Love Goof Troop. But to be honest, there are some pretty good cartoons that are out there right now, specifically for like preschool kids. Very good. Uh, th- there aren't there aren't many that I've seen that are good for like the older kids, but um, ones that that we watch together, uh, Bubble Guppies on PBS or it's on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, Daniel Tiger is another one. Great lessons from Daniel Tiger. Our four year old has learned most of the lessons in her life from Daniel Tiger instead of us. Um, which I'm okay with because he teaches good lessons, that Daniel Tiger. Uh, Doc McStuffins on Nickelodeon is pretty good, and Paw Patrol on Nickelodeon is pretty good. Uh, actually, I think Bubble Guppies, I said it's on PBS. I think it's on Nickelodeon too. I, uh, what is it? Doc McStuffins, I remember hearing that in Parks and Rec. Yeah, it Doc McStuffins is great. I planned on watching with my kid whenever. You yeah, know. Ron Swanson watches it with uh, the. Diane. Zena's, yeah, Zena's daughters. Or what a Lucretia yeah. from uh, Spartacus. Yeah, she's always Xena Warrior Princess to me. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's there's some good stuff out there. If you've got young kids, I don't know, like the Me 8 either. to 12 range, what would be good for them. I think they're all watching Game of Thrones now anyways. Like, I don't know that kids watch cartoons. Yeah, most kids these days are, are probably more interested in more adult team stuff. So I will Seems be sure... Like to feed my daughter um, some karate movies or karate shows like Jackie like Chan Adventures, um, you know, just in the spirit of a Force of One from our random review episodes on. <laughs> Check Patreon. out our Patreon. Dropping it, it's a great. It's a great movie though. Check it out, Karate Chuck Norris. You can't go much wrong. Yeah, it's awesome. So really, just to wrap up, any cartoons that you still feel? We kind of talked about this with what you want to watch with your kids and what I watch with my kids. Anything that you feel you like to go back to? Now that it's 20 years in the future. Pretty much any 90s superhero cartoon I could still watch and enjoy. I mean, pretty much anything we've already talked about, I'm there on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to watch cartoons and bad movies when I'm at home sick. Like, if I'm sick and just on the couch all day, my go-tos are cartoons. I always go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Spider-Man, Batman, and Doug. Like, those those are what I want on when I'm just lying on the couch all day. That sounds fantastic. It's a great way to spend a sick day is to just watch old cartoons. Yeah, I'm game for that. I might do that. I might call and watch a little cartoons <laughs> action. There you go. Well, and see now, you, now you have another person that can be sick. You you can just say your daughter's sick. But I definitely don't want her. No, to don't be do sick. that. 
No, because yeah, I, I don't it, want her to be. Sick. I always have the worry that it, it jinxes it. You can't do that. Can't jinx it. All right, I think I think that's all we've got for '90s cartoons. I think that is all we got, man. It's been a fun. We covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, we did, man. '90s cartoons. I mean, there's a plethora of stuff to talk about. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, we didn't even cover everything there's to cover. If we miss something, please hit us on Twitter at APA something, and we would love to talk more cartoons with you because we just scratched the surface of this, and there was a lot more in the 90s going on. If you know that there are any good cartoons today that we can watch with our kids, throw them at us too. Always yeah, looking for cartoons. Please let me know, because I, I need some backup material to use on my daughter to distract her. Yeah, always always good just plop them in front of the TV and let them watch pretty much what we do with our two-year-old all the time so uh so that's all we've got again hit us on twitter at apa something at alone underscore podcast with all of your 90s cartoons thoughts uh you can visit our website a podcast about something.com as we said before we got a lot of great content on patreon that's patreon.com slash a podcast about something or you can if you don't like the monthly subscription of patreon you can always donate to us uh, with the donate button on the about us page of our website podcast about something.com which i think i already said um every little bit helps yeah leave us reviews on itunes if you're listening on itunes rate and review it please subscribe and uh that's, that's all we've got our music as always is provided by those cats and you guys stay sassy stay classy